You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Because nope. I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th, hosted by Kevin Hart. The seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. Oh, baby. <laughs> God, I'm going what delirious here. You sounded like Jokic when he goes in the mic. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Whatever he makes his uh-huh. What is up, everybody? Welcome into the DMVR Nuggets podcast. Let's go. Yeah, yeah. Air horns. We got super producer Yaya on the on the ones and twos back there. Um, so there it is. There it is. There must be something hard about pushing buttons with good timing. Oh, they're producers, so that's what they're literally supposed to do. We're already beating up on on Yaya today. (laughs) We are live from San Diego, our hotel room, once again. Yeah, Uh, different set, though. We decided to switch it up on y'all. Why not, man? Get a little couch set. Look how far away we're sitting. (laughs) Yeah, I don't like to get that close to you on the couch. We uh, Today was a good one. Day three of Denver Nuggets training camp. I'm excited to actually hear some for day four. I don't know. Did you catch what was going on for day four? It better be more exciting than the first three days. It is. So you did not observe. No, I did. They're scrimmaging tomorrow. So tomorrow, uh, (laughs) the media will actually be able to watch the live portion of scrimmages tomorrow. They usually do that every year in some capacity. You get to watch live scrimmage. So all of this stuff, we're sharing quotes. We're sharing vibes. We're sharing feels. We're we're sharing senses. Um, Tomorrow, we should actually watch guys run up and down the court, which would be great. Oh, some actual basketball. You know, that's what we get paid to talk about. So it's only fitting that we'll get to watch some of it. Right now, we're just paid to talk about vibes. Yeah, uh, It is funny today, uh, as we're walking into the arena, the, they did a shooting competition. And I know like one of the PR guys comes over and he's like, hey, we did a little shooting competition for you. You get to watch. And I was like, <laughs> oh, what a, what a treat. <laughs> what a real treat here to get to watch that. Um, but in all sincerity, it, it was a treat um Jokic's team won the shooting competition can you give a live reenactment of Jokic's enthusiasm upon winning there it is look at this look at this is the, the look yeah <laughs> the, it, I get to go home now it, that was more or less the first vibe. bus it was funny because it really was like that like his group wins everybody erupts everybody gets so excited except for Jokic, who's just like yeah, the, the, he had a weird energy today. Like there must have been some important horse race going on in the back <laughs> of his mind. It's also his daughter's birthday today. Yeah, we learned that. So um, maybe that was weighing maybe, on him. Actually, I described I was talking to Voya earlier uh, today, of course, from Serbian Corner. And we, we I described it as he had a Mamba mentality thing going on. He looked like Joker. Yeah, Joker today. He had a little bit of a like not celebrating small wins. I don't think that was it at all. I I think it was. uh, I don't want (laughs) to do this anymore. Vibe. All right. I'm overshooting competitions on day three of training camp. Yeah, probably. probably Who was in his group? It was Joker. Bones. 
uh, was it Bones? Yep, Bones was in that group. I think. Uh, are you sure Peyton Watson was in the Peyton group? Peyton Watson, Christian Brown, Vlatko, Vlatko was in the group. Was that it? Um, there might have been one more person, but that was it. Not exactly like you know all the top shooters you would guess. So. Right. Right. Um, nonetheless, I know people like it's so funny. We just talk about what a treat it was. And then people actually actually want to know these things. Like, I think that was, was the group though. Yeah. Joker, Bones, Flacco, Peyton Watson. Yeah. That might have been it. Uh, we're yeah. presented as always by DraftKings Sportsbook, America's top rated sportsbook app. Use promo code DNVR whenever you sign up. How come I can't point in the right direction? It's that way. Oh, it's over there. That right, way. I got it. To now. the window. Um so let's get into it because on today's show, we're going to talk. We talked to Andre Miller. No Michael Malone today. Rare. I don't know if I've ever had a Denver Nuggets practice where Michael Malone has not spoken. This was the first of its kind. Um, but he had to do some other things, some like league things. I think there was a Sirius XM radio was in town who has an NBA channel, of course. It's like NBA TV. So they had players that were that had to do that availability today, including Michael Malone. But instead, we got Andre Miller. We got Jeff Green and Bruce Brown as well. We'll talk about them. But we got Andre Miller, who, if you don't know, was named the uh, head coach of the Grand Rapids Gold. Yep. And he's also, more importantly, one of my favorite Nuggets all time. Most importantly, one <laughs> of your favorite Nuggets. It was actually really cool to get to talk to Andre, man. I'm a huge Andre Miller fan. He's sort of like a legend to me, um, both as a player, but also just kind of as a personality. Yeah. And I think we saw that. My number one note, like, well, I'll get into the specifics, but my number one note, I love talking to Andre. I felt like he was insightful. I felt yeah. like there was like he had good stories. And here's the funny thing, man. This it's rare that I say this about like professional athletes to this because they're just regular people, right? They they don't necessarily you wouldn't expect them to have like great storytelling skills. Great storyteller. Totally, man. Andre Miller just has this calming personality. You talk to him for five minutes, you feel like you're his best friend. Really? Yeah. I'm telling you, he did have a very personable way. He's, of, he's of very approachable. He's very normal right. for being, uh, quite frankly, like borderline legendary NBA player. I mean, he's probably a top 20 point guard, guard of yeah, all time. Top like this guy was an incredible NBA player, had an incredible career, and he's just a regular dude. Yeah. And, and that's well. kind of just how he carries himself. He's Really approachable, really relaxed, really calm, yeah. just down to earth. And so here I want to get into this because this is a great story. I was asked, okay, how did you become the Nuggets, the the head coach of the Grand Rapids Gold? How did that come about? And you would think this was like the, the story to me is almost like fake. You know, it almost sounds like it's crazy sometimes the way these things work out. He yeah. says he went to summer league, not just to watch NBA this year, this year, by the way. So yeah, like three like months ago. In July. Yeah, in July. <laughs> he went to summer league and he wanted some tickets. He was going out there to watch some AAU because during summer league, there's also big AAU tournaments going on. He went out there a little bit for AAU and some of the guys that he was working with, AAU uh, players, said that they wanted to go to a summer league game. So he called up Calvin Booth, who he had known from his playing days. He played with him in Philly. In, in Philly. And they he were like, teammates. Hey, can I get some tickets? And Calvin hooked him up. And while he was out there, he bumped into Jason Terry and asked him just like, hey, man, how's it going with the gold? What do you make of the organization? And he said Jason Terry raved about it. He said mm -hmm. it was a great experience for him. You know, Jason Terry obviously moving up now. And, and yeah. he said it was a great like sort of starting spot for him. But more importantly, he talked about the uh, organization. Are we good? <laughs> yeah. Um, about the organization, said it was really great, took care of him, this or that. And then he said when he got back, you know, after summer league, he called Cal and uh, just to thank him for the tickets. And at the time is when it was announced that Jason Terry would be leaving the gold, moving on to another job. 
And so he's like, Hey, I just, you know, started talking to him and he goes, next thing you know, I get an interview. I go through the process and, and I'm hired as the guy. So yeah. it really happened. It sounds like just the relationship. They knew each other phone call. Next thing you know, it's like, Hey man, what do you, what would you think about this gig? <laughs> it's, it's a pretty funny story. Andre Miller, I think before he took this job was coaching high school. Yeah. In Southern California. Right. It's not like he was on a, nba staff or even a college staff yeah somewhere uh he's jumping from coaching high school to to coaching the g league but um it that's just kind of how a lot of things happen in this league yeah. i remember when jason terry was hired by the nuggets tim conley told us the story same story basically it was just... kind of similar where they actually also met up in vegas right. and <laughs> i think it was just over a dinner they were having a good time they were vibing they were talking hoops and tim conley was just like so you want to coach our G League team? And Jason Terry was like, "Sure." There's, I always feel like I'm close to becoming a coach. Yeah, I just like I need to. I, I feel like I do a good job when I'm out in Vegas. I'm like, you know, but but I I need to aim higher. If I do things right, I could end up a head coach in the NBA. <laughs> Find yourself in the right room with the right, with the people, right people. Get offered a job. Um, he was originally considered. I mean, he started deciding he wanted to get into coaching, and he originally just you know was think in the college route and you go there but he said the g league you know it was an opportunity to be a head coach right away a lot of times you have to be an assistant or do mm -hmm. this even if you go to the college ranks um he's like this was an opportunity to be a head coach right away he thought it would be best for him and he first met michael malone i think it was four years ago because i think they went to san diego then i think omaha and then san diego san diego i think that was the order they've done this either way no they haven't they didn't go to omaha since like the first year michael was it colorado was springs then yeah so either way it was it's three or four years ago that they first the first time they came to san diego for training camp yeah. san diego he, state he met <laughs> san diego state thank you for that detail um he uh met michael malone for the first time and they mm -hmm. just kind of you know got to know each other by the way andre miller that's a michael malone type guy we talk about colin gillespie a michael malone type guy i feel like andre miller is a michael malone type guy well you know two point guards just tough they, they see the game four generals four generals but just tough, man. And we're going to get into some of that here in a little bit. Here's the sad part. And we've heard this from Fat Lever. We've heard this from Alex English. You know, Andre Miller hasn't been that gone that long. Who in the organization have you kept in touch with? One person. Yeah, one person. One person. Andre Miller. And by the way, he talked about he kind of considers himself a nugget. He played some oh, yeah. most of his career. He played more for the Nuggets more than any other team. And he said only one guy. And it's Sparky Gonzalez, the Denver Nuggets. Uh, would you call him equipment manager is the equipment manager who might be the longest tenured employee he is in the building when lisa johnson retired i think he probably became the yeah the, the, the guy's uh, been here through every like version of the nuggets uh and a, a, a charismatic guy he's like one of the characters of the denver nuggets behind the scenes that you never really get to meet or anything but it's still i gotta say when he said that it made me a little bit sad i mean the nuggets i've complained about this in years past they just haven't done a great job they need like a bigger department of alumni Alumni relations. Alumni yeah. relations. They need yeah. alumni relations. I'll, I'll take on this job if it need be. Hey, can, you, you next year in Vegas, who knows? <laughs> who, so who knows what job you could get? <laughs> that's, the, that's the one I'm gunning for. <laughs> but it did make me sad to hear that he'd only stayed in touch with one person and it was Sparky. I, nuggets do better. Um, but uh, asked then about what kind of coach. We got a child outside screaming in the hallways. Um, asked about uh, what that part. That sounded really weird. It sounded really weird. The What part of coaching he thinks he's going to excel out mm -hmm. he said instilling mental toughness he's a mental toughness is his forte by the yeah. way accurate people don't know this andre miller almost never missed games 
right. had some of the longest streaks in the history of the NBA in terms of playing. And then was it Brian Shaw who ended that streak? That like yeah, like he was healthy. It was like a healthy. Scratch it was, it was or a something. healthy was coach's Brian. decision scratch, and he ended like one of the longest consecutive games streak played. Oh man, I can't believe yeah. he had to go down in the Andre in the Brian Shaw era. <laughs> That's so sad. Um, but he said instilling mental toughness, the mental approach, good habits, and how to be a pro. And I'm always amazed at this stuff. Harrison, because I've talked about it a lot. We focus so much on the basketball. We analyze the basketball, the X's and this, that. Whenever you talk to like, I talked to George Carl, you talk to Michael Malone. Now you talk yeah. to Andre Miller. They always, they almost never talk about the basketball. Like right. that part's a given. And he even said something today about, you know, everybody is doing the same stuff or, you know, everybody kind of knows where, there's not that much difference in the coaching basketball coaching part. It's all about the other part. Um, and then he even mentioned, you know, you got to, really connect with these guys and communicate on their level mm-hmm. um and, and just put the emphasis on that and I, i'm always amazed that that to me is what coaching really is at the nba level yeah it's about being a professional and teaching these guys how to be professionals and that's a really valuable thing he's going to bring to the g league because he's going to be coaching young guys who are trying to make it in the league like a peyton watson for example and yeah, like Peyton Watson needs to develop his skill and just uh, he needs the game to slow down for him. He needs to develop his jump shot. He needs to just get better at ball handling. There's a lot of things he needs to work on. But the base layer for all of that is being a professional and having a routine and knowing how to take care of your body. Right. And doing all of that type of stuff. So that's going to be really valuable to have Andre Miller, a guy who did that really really well at the right. nba level for so many years coaching him and it's funny because earlier on you mentioned that he you just talking to him you felt like you were his friend like yeah that to me it really is a skill that you notice right away and he even mentioned it. he said he never thought of himself as a coach thought of himself as a people person mm-hmm. and he said how do you connect with players show them that you care about them as people and communicate with them and i just thought like to me it's just so interesting hearing that and him saying that and like you said, the charisma for with what you talked, to, I'm like, you know what? He's going to be good at this exact skill. Um, he did say, you know, the game has changed a lot and he's going to have to adjust to that. Mentioning the the influx of analytics, uh, you know, which is something it sounded like he was open to. It wasn't he wasn't saying critical. He's just like, that's not a thing that was around as much in my day. So that's something I'm going to have to learn um, and, and things like that. And I just thought it was great um, hearing him kind of kind of think and think through those types of things. Yeah. Um, they haven't gone over any specifics with the gold. So somebody asked, like, you know, what's the game plan? Are you going to try to run this system or that? And he's like, you know, we haven't even gone over that. And he's like, I don't even know who the players are going to be. Just <laughs> yeah. Yet. So it sounds like right now they're not worried. That's that's in the distance right now. He's just kind of around and observing. And what did he observe? He observed that there's way more people in the gym these days than there were before. <laughs> we made this comment, though, I think on Tuesday. Yeah, there's so many people there. Right. You've got the Nuggets. You've got people from the G League team. You've got just like people coming in and out of the gym right. that, that aren't on the staff. You've got, it seems like a million employees from University of California, San Diego, just right. milling around. Um, yeah, it's it's busy for sure. And you think back to when Andre Miller played in like the 2000s, like late 90s. He played like seven years ago. Like he wasn't that, I mean, yeah, he but, played for Brian Shaw. Right, right. That was at the very end of his career. Even then to now, it's completely different in just terms of the sizes of staffs. And also NBA rosters are bigger now. Yeah. Yeah. 
it was an interesting note. Um, he did say that, you know, he knows some of Peyton Watson's people, like they have mutual acquaintances, yeah. you know, being in from some of the similar areas. And then the quote of the day from him is he said when he was asked about Peyton Watson, he said he's one of those P words. <laughs> and he left it for a second. And I was like, what? <laughs> like, what, no, He's what one words? of those big P words. Big P words. Potential. <laughs> yeah. Big potential. And then so he said, uh, like right now, as if he's almost like raw potential. He says, yeah. right now with me, I'm just trying to observe him. I'm watching his body language, yeah. seeing how he carries himself and his goal again to bridge the communication gap with him to kind of really get to know what he, you know, what he wants. But he said his goal for him, he's like, when he was asked about coaching Peyton Watson, he's like, my goal is to not coach him for very long. Right. I'm I, trying to get him to the NBA. Trying to get him just straight to the NBA, which I thought was another cool one. Uh, quick little note. He did say his foot is in a cast or in a boot, and uh, apparently it's from an injury he sustained with the Nuggets that went untaken um, care of all these years from when he retired, basically, till till now. He's just like, I didn't want to get surgery on it. had to get surgery on it finally. So yeah, he's in a boot. Um, two, two people in a boot at Nuggets practice. Colin him and Gillespie. Colin Gillespie. Colin Gillespie today, by the way, shooting one-legged three-pointers. Yeah. Did you see that? I did. Because he can't put the other. I'm sure he can't put too much weight on it or whatever, so he's practicing. I man, I'm so disappointed. In this though, Colin, he was my per he was perfect. He lost the point today. Why? Because I asked him. I said Jokic learned the Sambor shuffle when he got hurt, and he said, "What's that?" Oh God. He said, "What's that, Colin?" He's got a lot to learn. He's so young. He's he needs so to young. take Nuggets 101. He does have to. <laughs> Intro <laughs> to Nuggets. Um, another thing, and like today, I asked the same question of everybody that we talked to. I want to know about the veterans because it's kept coming up. You know, people that kept talking about it. So I'm asking all these guys and I ask Andre Miller how important it is to have or what, how big of a difference it is having a vets there. And he said, big, like that's all he said, big. Um, and he said, it's a rarity in today's league. You're, fewer and fewer teams have as many vets as the Nuggets have. Mm -hmm. um, but, you know, he says that he loves with this team. I mean, he's pretty high on the Nuggets. I got the sense of he said he loves the mix of stars young stars and veterans he said it's like a very healthy mix he loved K kcp specifically coming over he mentioned him specifically um and then one of the things he said is they need the vets to bring out the dog in the team which i love i mean we all Ooh. love the phrase but he was saying and he had a great line he said Jokic can't be the intimidator for everyone right which i loved um and then when asked like what's it going to take to win a championship he said health which, again, that just kind of shows you the level of confidence he had. He just kind of just like, oh, health is the main thing for them. And then last, certainly not least, Mono, maybe this is actually the real quote of the day from him. Um, he was asked about Nicola. He mm -hmm. clearly loves Yoke. Yep. Clearly loves Yoke. And he said if he was a seven-footer, he would be Nicola. He would want to mold his game after Nicola. He's like, of all the seven-footers, he's like, that's the guy I would want to be. Um, and he said it's the first time, you know, this week being in the gym, it's the first time he's really just paid attention to how Jokic carries himself, and he's extremely impressed. Says he sets the tone, he competes. He didn't have to participate in any of this stuff, yet there he is out there setting the tone. So, do you think Andrea Miller would have taken off a of practice on day three? Man, that's a great question. We should have asked that. That's a great question. I wonder if he would have. I'm gonna say no, man. I think I think Andre Miller is a gamer, man. Yeah, I think he's a gamer. Yeah. I've always said this. Andre Miller is a real one. He has a reputation. You know, he comes from, you know, pretty he, he comes he comes from um, uh, hard beginnings and he is a real one, you know, that has made it out of this, never really gotten in trouble or anything like that. And I think that I've always said the people that respect Yoke the most are the ones that like 
are real because they can sense who else is real. And Yoke's yeah. real. Like, there's nothing about Yoke. You could say, I'm not saying he's a perfect person. I'm just saying he doesn't put on a, a face, doesn't put on a disguise. And I think people like Andre Miller, that's the first thing they can sense about a person. Right, right. So funny. I remember when Andre Miller, the news broke that he was going to be the coach. And I said on this show, I think, if like he was seven feet tall, he'd be Nicole Jokic. Right. If Nicole Jokic was six foot three, he'd be Andre Miller. Because Andre wasn't like super athletic or anything. Not athletic you know? like at all. Point guard, yeah. So. They were just, they're both these cerebral players right. who have like this incredible touch and incredible basketball IQ and just see the game differently than everybody else, it feels like. And so Andre Miller. He's just good people also yeah. really good people. And um, it, it's just exciting to think about just the basketball knowledge that he can pass down to these young guys. I'm so happy that Andre Miller is part of the Nuggets organization. You never know who's going to make a bad coach or, or a good coach. I mean, right. there's guys in the past that you'd say, oh, man, that's a can't miss guy. And then they miss big. There's guys you didn't necessarily believe in and they become great. So who knows? Who I, what knows? I would say is Andre Miller to me, if I were betting, I would bet hard on him to be a very good coach and i hope he's around with the nuggets for a while whether that's in the g league for a year or two whatever it is that's i just hope that he doesn't go far from denver yeah to me a great route would be for him to be down in the gold for a year or two and then to move to be one of michael malone's assistants that'd be really cool i think he's yeah. a great basketball mind he seems like a great personality and all the stuff he said today i just found myself nodding along like yeah that sounds great man yeah that sounds really good um let's take a break on the other side jeff green bruce brown also spoke they had a little bit of insight and also i'm going to tell you about this was a day where I finally got a bunch of people talking about who was standing out, first team, second team, what have you. We'll let you think about that till we get to the other <laughs> side. You guys, there's a lot of options out there when you're looking to buy tickets to sporting events, concert shows. You go through all the different sites. You're trying to see where tickets are cheapest, where there's service fees, where there's not. Don't worry about that. Don't do any of that. Use Game Time Tickets. Download the Game Time Tickets app. Whenever you want to buy tickets for concerts, sporting events, shows, use Game Time. But more importantly, you got to use the link in the description, our special link. So if you're watching on YouTube, the link is in the description to Game Time. If you're listening to the podcast, it's in the description as well. Game Time tickets, it's going to be where we all go here at DNVR for any sporting event, any concert, any show. We're going to get our ticket to that link right there in the description. So it's easy for you. This is what's nice about yep. it. If you ever find yourself and you're like, man, what was the name of that thing that the DNVR has been telling us about? Like, what, just go to the that, description. Just no, be like, oh, yeah, it's in the description of every single one of their yep. shows. And I'm telling you, the Rockies game, $1 tickets. Uh, I know that our guy Spencer from uh, the one of the golf bros, Big Drive Energy, he just said he dropped $1,000 on the game time lap. Buying some big time tickets. Wow. So who knows what it was he got? Wow. Who would you speculate Spencer bought tickets for? Broncos. <laughs> yeah, you're probably right. Actually, that's exactly what it was. <laughs> uh, yeah, but check out that link. Use game time tickets for all your ticket needs. Also at DraftKings, the NFL action is in full swing. At DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL, we're talking touchdowns, big plays, even bigger wins. New customers can bet just $5 on the NFL. Any NFL team to win and get $200 in free bets if they do. They've also got the stepped-up same-game parlay. You can do that once per game all season long. Make sure to download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use promo code DNVR to get $200 
in free bets if your team wins. All you got to do is place a $5 bet on any football game. Let's go DNVR only at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. Minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. See show notes for details. You see this camera makes us look like if, if you reach forward, it looks like I have Kawhi hands. <laughs> yeah. But then look how much my hands shrink when I okay, have this. Oh, my God. Thing. This is massive. Uh, I'm so easily distracted. All <laughs> right. Let's get into Jeff Green and Bruce Brown before doing a quick mailbag. And then later yeah. in the show, as I told you guys, Nadia Houdini. Man, I, we, I just had it. You're so embarrassing. I know. <laughs> ah, dang it. I'm going to have to have her correct me. Dang it. Uh, she'll be joining the show. She was covering the Nuggets for the first time at this training camp. So we'll get her uh, rookie perspective on training. We're a couple of vets. You know that? You and I. Yeah. Who are I'm like Jokic. Who would you say you're Jamal? Like? Probably. You're like Jamal. Yeah. <laughs> there you go. Uh, she's like Christian Brown. Uh, Jeff says there was no egos on this team. Guys root for each other and creates a good environment. Uh, again, like there's certain themes. Do it's funny, man. Does everybody say the same stuff at training camp? Everybody has like the same sort of buzzwords. Nobody's going to sit there and be like, hey, we're a dysfunctional group or whatever. But unless you're in Phoenix. Unless that's you're, unless you're where in you Phoenix, say that. Nowhere to hide. But at least the way in which they are telling you their version of the story is important. And like the idea, like, I do believe that there's no egos on this team. I do believe that guys are rooting for each other. Like, that mm -hmm. is the thing about this team that I think does stand out. Um, he tries not to compare last year. And this, somebody asked about last year's team compared to this one. He's like, I don't want to do that. Guys grow up, you know, guys arrive, yep. you guys arrive, what have you. But what, one thing he did say that I'd never heard anybody say, says going through what we went through last year and then getting guys back creates a new energy. This is something we haven't really, you know, when we talked about game 82 from a couple years back, how that galvanized the team and it created the energy for the next year. Nobody's really, we kept talking about last year as purgatory. This is the first time I've heard anybody say, hey, going through what we had to go through last year has sort of like, brought energy to the training camp hmm. i took it more as like there's new blood here i mean that was part of it there's no yeah. definite part but this was the exact quote was going through what we went through last year and getting guys back i think yeah energy. i think they went through what they went through last year and now they come to training camp and everybody's here and healthy and rejuvenated yeah. that's a word i've been coming back to everybody seems rejuvenated and refreshed yeah. because Last year was just such a downer for most of the season, other than Nikola Jokic just being unbelievable. Now you can just take a deep breath. It's going to be good. Like, right. it's going to be okay. Everybody's healthy. We got some new guys in here. Right. The vibes are good again. It's just a sigh of relief that last year and everything that went with it is gone. He did say, and I thought this was interesting, He kind of, he was in a joking mood, but he did say that, the, the baseball game was all DeAndre Jordan. He at first laughed and took credit for it, but he's like, that was all DJ. He got custom jerseys for everybody, made, uh, custom jerseys made for every single person on the team. Um, and again, I the reason I wanted to highlight that and I thought it was so cool was because, you know, DeAndre Jordan, I really do think is a great teammate, man. Like, he's so Dude, jovial. These he's guys are jokesters, man. Jeff Green is such a jokester. Jokic is like the seventh or eighth most joke, like yeah, most jokester. On Jeff the Green's just like a sarcastic ninety yeah. percent of the time. Yeah. <laughs> um, but him and Yoke, I do think there is a little bit of a friendship there, and he kind of like laughed when he was asked about it. Somebody asked, you know, I think it was Jenna asked, you know, is that real? Are you guys being friends? He kind of laughs. He's like, it is real. He's like, last year we went to din dinner a lot. Uh, just learning about each other. Uh, he watches horse races. When Jokic has a horse race up on his phone, he's like asking questions, trying to learn a little bit about it. Said his daughter rides horses, so they kind of bond over that. Is Jeff Green the second most horseman 
<laughs> on the Nuggets roster. <laughs> the second is does he have horseman traits? Horseman He's kind of <laughs> flirting with horseman territory. Did, 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 <laughs> he's flirting with horseman territory. Wasn't Jokic asked something about that? Didn't he ask like who would make a good horseman? Didn't he say Jeff? Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, there you Dude, go. This is good. this is something. This is this is nothing. This is definitely nothing. Um, he and again, you know, asked about vets. They bring a lot of ex, uh, of experience. Now, I asked him a question about Bones because Bones is the young guy on a second unit that's full of veterans. Yeah, and he said, you know what? It is a challenge, but it's a challenge Bones is up for. He's really talented. He knows what to do, and we do have. And he kind of when I asked the question about the second unit has a lot of vets, he was like, we do, we do have a lot of vets. Like very proud, prideful of that. Yeah, DeAndre Jordan, Jeff Green. Bruce, Bruce Brown, Brown. Yeah, those are the Davon Reed, still kind of young, but yeah. has veteran energy to him. He does have veteran energy. <laughs> You're right about that. Um, and then he joked that the second unit dominated today. He joked about But can I tell you something? At the very end, he confessed that was not true. And it made me want to start asking everybody else, you know, like off the record, the people just like, hey, how's it going? Here's what I was told today, that there was a run during five on fives in today's practice where the first team looked phenomenal. Yeah. Couldn't, couldn't be stopped. Yeah. So I, he's joking about this at the end. He said, I'm not going to lie. Uh, first unit has been winning, but it's been competitive. And when I went and asked some people, they were like, hey, man, today was the first day. It's been sloppy the first couple of days. Today was the day where that first unit kind of just looked like, hey, we're, we're really good. And it started to shine. And I love to hear that. Well, that's great to hear because the Nuggets starter should be dominating the Nuggets bench. Um, that should be. I a... think it's hard to. First of all, you know, <laughs> scrimmages don't last that long. It's like playing a quarter. It's hard yeah. to dominate. If you had the best team, the best unit in the NBA versus the worst unit in the NBA, you're not going to dominate every time. But I'm saying that starting lineup should probably score every time down against the Nuggets bench. Well, it sounds like Um, today they did. Today, yeah, it sounds like they did. It's great to hear. But I like that the bench has had some good moments as well, as Jeff Green was saying. Haven't heard a ton about the third unit so far this year. It's been like first years. And this is what (laughs) we. The yellow team. The yellow team. But here's what's funny about it we talked about how, unlike in previous seasons, the young guys are like third stringers other than bones. You know, they're third stringers. That's what that, that's. I'm not surprised. We haven't heard about it. There's a clear first unit is dominant. They're really, really good. Mm-hmm. Second unit is veteran and really, really good. Third unit is the young guys that, you know, probably are getting their butts kicked quite a bit yeah. in practice right yeah. now as they should be. Um, Bruce, Bruce Brown spoke today. I really enjoy him. I think he really enjoys being in Denver and enjoys this team. That's the real sense I got. I mean, he's been asked some of these same questions a lot over the last few times he's been talking and, you know, you could tell he's trying not to be set up of like, yeah, I like it here better than last year. Yeah. But he's, he's saying it without saying it. it, it this isn't like. what Bruce Brown said, but this is what I think this he's is what been you're... thinking. Yeah. God, being in Brooklyn was such a shit show last yeah, year. Maybe. Thank God I'm in Denver and don't yeah. have to deal with that bull crap. He, he didn't say it, so I'm not going to say that's what he said. <laughs> he didn't know. say that. That's yeah, what, that's what I think, think he said. He's thinking. Um, He did say that today he was asking Jokic questions about just like timing and stuff. He's trying to learn. When do you want me to cut here? When do you want me to do this? You know, different things like that. And he said, Yoke's been great communicating those things. Uh, he prefers to screen for Jokic rather than be the ball handler and a Jokic screen. He said, by far, mm-hmm. it was like really easy. He'd rather be the screener, which I think is hilarious, man. Well, Bruce Brown's a super unique player. So unique. If you have never watched Bruce Brown, just look at some of his highlights from the last couple of years. He's six foot three, six foot four, but. The last couple of years in Brooklyn, he's played like a big man. Like he's a screener and a roller, kind of like that Draymond Green role. Now he's shifting back on the wing. 
He's back to the wing. He's not really a big man anymore. He's the two, the three, more so, more the position that he's played most of his career. So it'll be interesting to see just how he looks playing on the wing, you know, compared to the role he's played the last couple of years in Brooklyn. One of the things he loves is and he says he prides himself on being able to figure out anything. This is why like at media day, are you, what position do you play? I play one through five. Mm-hmm. Like he's so big on the, like what I do is you need whatever it is moment by moment, possession by possession, quarter by quarter, whatever it is, throw me out there. And he kept saying today, just put me on the floor. I just want to be on the floor. Yeah. I'll figure out what's needed of me and I'll fill that role. And it doesn't have to be sexy. It's not like I'll figure out how to score. I'll figure yeah. it out. He's like, no, I'll just figure out what's needed given the people on the court. I'll blend into it. And I just love it, man. I'm telling you, my prediction is Bruce Brown is a fan favorite this season. Hmm. I I can definitely see it for sure. I think he's going to be a fan favorite. He yeah. did. If anybody was wondering, he did play golf yesterday with guess who he played with? <laughs> DeAndre Jordan. Mr. Nugget? No, DeAndre stop, Jordan. stop, stop. I'm just stop. saying, man. He's you know, maybe we need to reopen the Mr. Nugget conversation because <laughs> there's been closed. some. It's been open. Right. There's been some um some momentum movement. from some new new free agents. Are, let's do Mr. Nugget Stonks report real quick. Who's stunk? I don't think DeAndre Jordan way, way up. up. Jeff way Green up. Way, up. way up. Bruce Brown up. up. Yeah, you're right. Yeah. Is there a stock report for Mr. Nugget? <laughs> These, those three guys are just good dudes. Man. They're yeah. just all about and team chemistry. Vibes, man. They're yeah. bringing vibes. They're chemistry kings. Yeah. So we have a lot of Mr. Nuggets on the yeah. team right now. Aaron Gordon's like a distant sixth. I mean, organizing a team outing to a baseball game during yeah. training camp, that's a lot of Mr. Nugget points. Yeah. That's a big yeah. deal. And then of course, talking with Jokic about his horses, sorry. that's <laughs> a lot of Mr. Nugget points. That's big. <laughs> talking to him about his horses is Mr. Nugget points. Yes. Mr. Nugget is the most ridiculous thing we've ever done. And it, we're, we're, we're so deep. We'll never, but get it's it. maybe the most important thing we've ever done. It's also the most, it's not important at all. Um, it, Bruce Brown said, everybody's cool here. Everybody talks to everybody. And there's not much going on outside of basketball, which I love. <laughs> I'm telling you, I, I, it's like we've I've been covering this team basically in the Jokic era. I've only covered the Jokic era nuggets. Yeah. I, I got I got a little taste of the Nate Robinson, JJ Hickson era, and I could tell it was bad. Did not taste good. It did not taste good. But I'm telling you, man, like when you hear all these quotes, again, they're not talking bad about other people, but you could just tell that they've some of these vets have been through some bad locker rooms. Yeah. Yeah. Man, my sense with this training camp. This has definitely been the most boring training camp I've attended. No, you're wrong about that. No, stop. Let, let me talk. All let right. me talk. Well, I thought you were done. No. You put a sentence. This has been the most boring training camp ever. Okay. There's no drama. There is no drama. There's right. no. There's no battles. Yeah. There's no like crazy headlines. The starting lineups decided. I think the second unit is pretty much decided except for one spot. There's and it's Zeke Naji. It's like one guy. Really right. The only, yeah. it, it's just like there's nothing that's been too surprising, but it's that's a good thing. I think yeah. it, it's a good thing that there's been nothing that we're like, oh, my God, we got breaking news. Um, this team's just ready to go. It, it's right. a mature team. It's a veteran team. Aaron Gordon said at media day that there's just this calmness to Man, the roster right. and it's just like everybody knows that they're ready to go and they're just waiting for the season to start it's yeah. just it's 
it, it there's just a maturity to this training camp that hasn't been there in years past for sure the last mo- no- notes i have here on bruce brown he says one of the reasons that he's you know he was asked malone says you're a five-year vet but you play like a 10-year vet and he said yeah. i'm a kind of a vet that's how he feels but he says because he has so much experience packed into five years he said he played 40 something games as a rookie and then he took on big roles every year since that on his team mm-hmm. and he thinks that's the reason why um and then lastly he somebody asked him if he would do like bones has done and go to a dog park meetup in denver and he's like really yeah i would do that <laughs> when he was told that he was like wait bones actually did that but then he was like you know what i'll do it and uh shouts to his australian shepherd luna shouts shouts to them uh let's do a quick mailbag yeah yeah you have the mailbag graphic there let's do a quick little mailbag he probably do doesn't have? have it oh my gosh yeah yeah it's been oh, five seconds six seconds oh you just clicked away so i don't know if you've actually there it is severed heads inside of a bag um question number one do you think that the fact training camp is outside of denver gives the nuggets a head start in building chemistry like dj said they're spending so much more time together this one comes of course from boya what do you think yes i think there's definitely something to that look in in denver you know they'd go to practice then they'd come home they'd go back to their family their wherever they live I'm sure some guys would be grabbing meals together, but it wouldn't be like it is out here where nearly every meal is like a team meal, something organized. Maybe they'd go to a Rockies game or something, but I definitely think being out of town, being together, it's more of a college vibe. That's definitely going to help. You don't really have your people out here. You know, like Mm -hmm. all these guys have their people, their family, their friends, whatever. And out here you get away from all of that. You inherently bond a little bit. So I do. It's funny. I mean, look, the Nuggets aren't out here for that reason. They're out here because their gym is too small. But I do think that there are some positives to that, and that's obviously one of them. Another question. Do we know a little bit about their schedule? What do they do in terms of physical or with ball sessions, video sessions, or is this a gray area? This comes from Flo. Um, <laughs> you know, if you ask Jokic, you just do the drills and you play five on five. Yeah. And I do think that's more or less what it's like in all of these practices is they have some portion of five on five scrimmaging, some portion of like, drill scrimmaging so it'll be like transition drill type stuff and then Mm -hmm. a lot of drill work and when i say drill work this isn't basketball camp you know we're learning doing slides what it is is you're learning the specifics for how you're going to guard things so they'll have like pick and roll drills where it's like hey this is how we're going to guard this let's do a lot of some kind of drill that gives you lots and lots of reps so you're familiar with the terminology you're familiar with the exact positioning that you're supposed to be and this or that so that right now that's what a lot of it is it's just drilling in the principles of your offense and your defense and then doing a little bit of scrimmaging in different situations yeah every day it feels like they've been doing a little bit of everything and then tomorrow they're scrimmaging for pretty much the whole practice and that that's a switch up because They've just been scrimmaging in, in small portions of each practice so far. And then Saturday, they have one more practice here, and it'll probably be a light one. It'll probably be more of a work, well, a walkthrough type of practice where they're probably doing more shooting, a lot of shooting and, yeah. and those types of things. But tomorrow should be a big one. And, and, and more than anything, I'm excited to be able to uh, get to watch them, just watch these live yeah. scrimmages and hopefully be able to share some videos with you guys. Um, was it the bad day that was anticipated? <laughs> that was this is a question. Then how was Flacco Chanchar? parentheses chucky by the way i asked him today is it chucky or chucky and he said both he said in serbian it's supposed to be chucky chucky yeah like that but he says but the american pronunciation is chucky and he said it's been his nickname for a while since really since being here um was it this the bad day that was interest anticipated how is vlako chanchar looking and 
his role this season. Um, it was not the, the bad day. Malone didn't talk, first of all, so like you got to take a little caveat. Maybe he would have come in. Although I will say, just to kind of peel the curtain back a little bit, as we're walking out of the arena today, there's these guys. They look like college students. You know, I think it's mostly college students that line up outside of the facility waiting yeah. for autographs. Every single day they're waiting for the team to walk to the bus, and maybe a few of them will stop. Today I was shocked. Calvin Booth and Michael Malone walking out together. Everybody starts screaming, Mike, Mike. Like he was Mike. like a celebrity. Not Michael. Not, Mike. Oh, man, you're right. I didn't even catch that. But you're he right. was loving it, though. Yeah, he was loving it. Nobody was screaming for Cal. I know. Cal's like, you guys, me? Come on, man. I'm, I'm the you. former NBA player yeah, here. true. Everybody wanted to, talk to, wanted to talk to Mike. But here's what I will say. Michael Malone has been, in my estimation, extremely relaxed. And I always say he's that way when yeah. he feels. I think Michael Malone loves this team. Oh yeah, man! I think he likes. He loves his veterans, yeah. and that's who's that, that. That's the personality that this team has taken on so far. Uh, fl flip asks another short one: Is Jokic more athletic than last season? Something like uh, we saw in Serbia, moving faster, cutting quicker, or dunking? We I haven't, haven't really haven't seen, seen it. it. Yeah, because we haven't. Not because we haven't. We haven't seen him not doing it. We just haven't seen it live action. Tomorrow yeah. we will. Um, I mean, he right now we just see shooting drills and him walking around. So. He's walking so quick. Um, what would your preferred bench lineup be after watching training camp? Even if there is an established starting five, do you see the other players that don't make the initial bench rotation to get some playing time throughout the season with no injuries to the team? So this is really what would you prefer the bench lineup to be? Do you have a preference? Um, you know, in a perfect world, I would hope that Zeke Naji wins that backup center job. If he can become that guy, I, I think him and Jeff Green and Bones Highland and Bruce Brown and I love to see Christian Brown eventually be that three off the bench too instead of Davon Reed. I, I think Davon Reed will start the season there, but maybe Christian Brown can cut into those minutes eventually. We heard that Zeke Naji had a really good day yesterday. We heard that he had another really good practice today. He was one of the standouts again today. We heard. They're really pumping him up. You know, I feel like a lot of people are trying to pump him up right now. Yeah. Or or are just impressed with him. I'm not trying to. Yeah. Um, so I think if he, he can keep stringing together good days like he's had the last couple of days, maybe, you know, maybe he can, can play himself into that backup center spot. Apparently, he's just been like doing all the dirty work, hitting the yeah. glass hard, being that energy guy. So I'm sure like that's the type of stuff that Mike Malone loves to see out of him. This is my official stance. I don't think it matters that much. And what I mean by that is, you know, Bones matters. Jeff Green matters. Bruce Brown matters. The other pieces there, DeAndre, Zeke, uh, Davon, Christian Brown, like Vlatko Chancher even, I just feel like all of those guys can do the job. And it, there's almost no change to the team if you swap one of those guys in and out. And that's a good thing. I do think that there's going to be an established pecking order just because for, for the sake of continuity. But throughout the course of the season, what I think you're going to see is all of these guys playing. It'll just be the situational like, oh, Murray's out. Everybody, you know, move this guy in here, move this yeah. over here. And I think it'll be like that. But um, I, I kind of get the sense that the top eight guys are really, really good. Right. And then after that, they're sort of interchangeable and in, in, in a good way. Um, two more quick ones here. Any word on Vlack or Jack White? Has Najee improved his help D? Again, I, I can't speak to that level of thing. I will say we haven't heard a lot. The guys' names that haven't really come up in camp so far, Jack White, uh, Vlatko, Davon. 
Aaron Gordon, even like we were just talking about this. We haven't really heard anything about Aaron Gordon. KCP haven't really heard anything about him. And again, don't read into that. I don't think it means anything. It's just we're sharing anecdotes right now. That's all we have to go off because we haven't been able to watch the team. We're just going off of, you know, talking to people, talking, mm-hmm. you know, hearing these reports or what have you. Those are the names I just haven't heard anything. But you know what? There's two more days of camp. I'm sure we'll hear some stuff then. Yeah, I've heard some good things about Jack White. Not necessarily just this week, but throughout the summer. Like people within the team think if Jack White can be a shooter, he can be an NBA player. Mm. Like that's what some people around the team think it will come down to. Like if he is this legit shooter that he's been this summer setting the record in that three point shooting competition that the team has, if he can be a consistent shooter, a lot of people think he can be an NBA player. I'm all, I'm all in. I'm all in, man. Uh, last one here. Which preseason games do you predict that Joker and company, uh, a Joker, Co, and Jamal to play in and try to guess their record? Um, to pre- you want me to guess their preseason record? Come on, man. <laughs> Might as well ask me how many jump balls they're gonna win, or like, you know, like, come on. I don't. I have no idea. Um, the preseason record. They play Oklahoma City first, Chicago second. When? When? maybe i mean who knows who plays in no capacity. Know, um what i will say is michael malone has said that those guys including michael porter by the way are not going to play in every single game i right? suspect that they're going to play in three maybe four games i would say three is a good bet yeah we know yoke doesn't like to sit but you know there'll be some games will they try to rest all of them together maybe I think I think probably I, I wouldn't be surprised if they all played three games and there was one game where none of them played and then one guy sat out in, in different ones. Uh, after how that. many um, how many like games do you want to would you be comfortable seeing the starters like playing together? How, how many games do you want to three do or want to see the starters three, play three together? or four? And the reason is for me, again, you don't have to play a ton of minutes, but I would love for them to get a half in of, of three or four games. Yeah, because to me, that's like that's how you build the real continuity. Right. This is my rotation. Let me get used to kind of playing those types of minutes. Um, I'll say this. I think they play on Monday. I just don't know why you first game the first game and you're at home. Like if you ever wanted yeah. to just kind of do a test run, You'd want to do things at home. Right. Like, why wouldn't you play Jamal Murray, Michael Porter Jr., yeah. Nikola Jokic? So I think we're going to at least just the get day. them on the court together. I don't know if that game's televised. Start building that chemistry. I think it is. I think the home games are televised. The home for ones sure. are. Yeah. Okay. So everybody should be able to watch that. Or if you don't, you can come to the DMVR bar. Yeah. Watch there it you there. go. Um, all right. We'll take one last quick break. And on the other side, our new friend. We made a new friend out here, Harrison. (laughs) We'll have her on the show to share her experience uh, as, as she got to cover her very first NBA training camp. Pins and Aces is the official golf apparel partner of DNVR. We love our Pins and Aces gear. Um, If you wear Pins and Aces golf gear, you're going to get compliments about it on the course and off of it. They're a family-owned golf and apparel business based in Denver, Colorado, or right in Colorado. They make amazing polos, hats, golf bags, and even our favorite beer sleeve. They have this innovative beer sleeve that allows you to store seven beers right inside your golf bag. It also keeps them cold during the entire round. So check out pinsandaces.com. Use the code DNVR to receive 15% off your first order and get free shipping. That's pins and aces. When we were in Serbia, we needed, you know, something at the start of every day to set us on good. 
we went to Athletic Greens. Athletic Greens hooked us up with these travel packs. We did a cup of Athletic Greens every single morning when we were in Serbia. Set us on our day. Made us feel great for the day. Helped us conquer everything out there. Um, So Athletic Greens, if you want more energy, if you want better gut health, if you want to optimize your immune system, check out Athletic Greens. One scoop of it, you're getting 75 high-quality vitamins, minerals, whole food source, superfoods, probiotics, and adaptogens. All you got to do, go to athleticgreens.com slash nuggets. Go to athleticgreens.com slash nuggets to take ownership over your health and pick up the ultimate daily nutritional insurance. All righty, final segment now. Let's welcome in our new friend, Nani. <laughs> Nadia God, you are the worst. Almost, almost. Hey, my best. Hey, Nadia, thank you so much for, for coming on the show. Of course. Thank you for having me. Been a longtime fan. It's, it's a dream come true. <laughs> well, there you go. She is a writer. She's a student at Cal State San Marcos and a writer for the Cougar Chronicle there. And she's attending NBA training camp for the first time. So first of all, let's get into this. You're from San Diego. How did you become a Denver Nuggets fan? That's what everybody always asks. And they always expect me to be a Lakers fan too, which is such an eye roll. But um, so a good friend of mine, yes, thumbs down for sure. A good friend of mine introduced me to the Nuggets back during the pandemic. So hopefully longtime Nuggets fans don't take this as me being a bandwagon, but that was during (laughs) the bubble run. Um, And how could you not fall in love with the Jokic-Jamal two-man game? and just falling in love with them on the court. And I think what really hooked me was who these guys are off the court. And they're just so mm. fun to follow. Yeah. So it was the yeah. bubble run. And you're right. How could you not fall in love with them? And I will say this, Nadia. I don't think there's such a thing as a bandwagon Nuggets fan. There's so few <laughs> that like anybody that joins the team, it's not a bandwagon. They're not popular enough to become. A- right. Don't you think that's fair? Yeah. I mean, the Nuggets are good. They've gotten good over the last four or five years but it's not like they've won a championship and have had <laughs> right, people exactly. hop on the bandwagon then yeah if, if you're if you want to come root for the nuggets we'll, we'll have you how how has that experience of being a nuggets fan so you joined in the bubble that was great and then they immediately get hurt and they've been hurt for two years so it's been amazing it's been it, it was it's honestly an emotional investment and that's how i knew i was like okay i'm in it for the long haul is when okay of course i saw them with their three one comebacks with the utah jazz the Clippers. And then when they fell to the Lakers, I just was so emotional. I was crying and I was like, okay, this is, this, is, too, this is it for me. This is going to be a long ride. And I just never gave it up since and have stuck with them through and through. Um, so about training camp, here's a little something that I don't think I told you guys last year when they were here in San Diego, I had a friend who goes to UCSD and he had posted that he met Jamal. And I was like, what? Like, I didn't even know that they were here in San Diego. Um, and he told me that they were going to be at training camp for X amount of days. Next day I show up and I was one of those fans behind that yellow barrier, just waiting for two hours <laughs> and I got to see them. So it's been a nice, you know, 360 of being able to be part of the media. That, mm-hmm. Yeah, that is really cool. So, all right, well, walk us through. So now you're, you know, you get a credential for this. And, and so people don't know this. It teams like the Lakers have training camp. There's probably 50 people covering it, right? Several cameras. You got ESPN, you got all this different stuff. In Denver, it's me and Harrison. It's Michael Singer from the Denver Post. It's uh, Benny uh, Benny Benedetto, or Vinny Benedetto <laughs> from the Gazette. Ryan Blackburn, Jenna Garcia. That's it. That's the list. Yeah, it's the entire list. And now, of course, Nadia joins. Um, so, Nadia, just take us behind the curtain. What was this? What you expected, and in what ways has it been? What you expected? In what ways has it been sort of different? 
Well, that's the thing. I didn't expect it to be such a small media group. I When um, I was DMing Nick from PR um, about being able to come, I was surprised that he even said yes. I didn't know if it was, you know, more of an exclusive thing. Um, and he said, yeah, you could know one-on-ones, but you're able to jump in on the scrums. And that was something I was expecting. Oh, is it going to be, you know, 50 people? Is it going to be a big group? You know, I'm a small girl. Am I going to be able to, you know, shovel my way and to ask a question? Um, and then I had gotten there the first day, uh, said hi to the PR guy. He told me to go outside. And that's when I saw all you guys. And I was like, wow, okay, so this is the group. And that was even exciting for me just to see you guys and get to introduce myself, being a fan of the show for for a while was amazing and that's what has been making media day so amazing is getting to hang out with you guys that's yeah. so that, that's pretty awesome i know i was kind of like laughing at the time i because i we introduced myself and yeah I was like, I don't, and you were like oh i watched the show and i was like oh that's sweet somebody out in san diego um and you know eric right i think you eric was telling me yes. he's talked to you in the past or this or that so uh you already know him he's obviously great he sucks he's i just said that to be nice <laughs> he's terrible actually um okay so tell me some things that have stood out now you talk to the players um you know people it's funny because people i think always i don't think you actually know what it's like to be covering a team and just kind of what those interactions are like is there anything about it the formality of it just sort of the barrier between player and media and they kind of come over to us and it's like all right we get them for five minutes and then they kind of go back into the ether into into their their side of the fence so to speak is there does that surprise you at all Yeah, I mean, just, well, that's the thing, being able to get my, get the insight from the players directly themselves has been amazing. I love getting, you know, nuggets insight from you guys, but to be able to actually, you know, ask a question, I got to ask my first question yesterday to Ish Smith and hear it directly from them makes it, you know, it takes away that barrier of being a fan and, you know, just seeing that these guys are, you know, they're just humans just like us, but, you know, for them to be so willing to, you know, talk to us has been amazing. Who's been your favorite person to observe in camp so far? Jeff was really funny today. Jeff was yeah. super funny. He's been amazing. I'm excited to talk to Bones for sure. You're yeah. excited to talk to Bones? I think tomorrow we'll get Bones. Yeah. yeah. Bones is great. Yeah. Um, who else? I kind of want to go through. I always like you to get the yeah, perspective absolutely. of people. Well, that's another thing I was thinking about is, you know, we always talk about how Michael Malone is so polished with the media. He's always, you know, right always has the right thing to say. And I feel like that could be kind of hard when you're getting like five different questions thrown out to you. Um, I think the players have been holding their own pretty well. Like it seems like they always have an answer um, right as we ask it. And they're pretty good at it. They've been been amazing. And yeah, they've been awesome. What is something you're hoping to see tomorrow when we watch the scrimmage? Is there something you're going to zero in on and say, I want to, this is what I want to be observing. I'm excited to see the Jamal and Jokic two-man game again for the first time. It's been a really, really long time, and to be able to see that up close, well, that's what I'm, I'm definitely excited to see that. And Bones and Jamal on the court together, for sure. Yeah, I hope we see Do you think we'll see Bones, Jamal? I mean... How much do you think we'll watch tomorrow? 20 minutes? 30 minutes? Yeah, I've got to think we'll, we'll mostly just see starters versus bench. Yeah, because you definitely want to get the starters on the same page. Yeah. Like you're going to want to get the bench on the same page. So I think that's the majority of what we see. But we've been told that they want to play Jamal and Bones together. So like you would think they'll be practicing that at some point in the scrimmages. With, with me, I mean, there's a lot of different things to single out a single thing. You know, it'd be hard. I, I want to see Michael Porter just because he's the guy yeah. to me that's always the most interesting and mysterious 
Right. And I just kind of want to see how is he moving? How is he fitting in? Um, you know, is the ball finding him a lot or is he feel like an outlier on the team or the show that I'd, we'd heard? Um, I don't remember who it was. Was it today or yesterday? Somebody was saying that he's been making a lot of shots uh, in these scrimmages. So mm-hmm. I just kind of want to see if the ball is finding him. Yeah. I, I think that'll be the guy. Porter's the on. number one guy I'm most intrigued about. Yes. Okay. Then it's he's Jamal. The biggest question mark on the team right now, I feel. Yeah. No question about yeah. it. Yeah. He's number one. Number two is Jamal for me. And then I guess the number three thing I'll be looking for is just how those three are playing off of one another. Yeah. You know, how how's the chemistry between those three guys? I also want to have my eye on Zeke Naji. I mean, he's a, he's another guy that I feel like this was a big camp for him. So I kind of want to see yeah. how he approaches those and sort of his first minutes. Um, and then obviously that second unit, I want to see bones. I want to, I just want to see how he runs it. Mysteriously. I feel like his name hasn't popped up a whole lot. Right. And so I just kind of want to see like what he looks like. And obviously to hear compared him. to last training camp when he was one of the big stories. Yeah. Uh, all right. Not before we get out of here, tell me, um, somebody asked in the chat and I thought it was a great one. What's your favorite moment then that you've had? I mean, you mentioned the bubble. That's like a whole month, but is there a specific game or shot or, or specific moment to you that was your favorite? Oh gosh. I would have to say the very, the crunch times from last season were amazing. Those always had me on the edge of my seat. I would always sit like literally right in front of the TV. Um, <laughs> just like, Oh, counting down the seconds and like that meme with the guy in the sitting yeah. back oh, in yeah. his chair and then lean forward. Nuggets yeah. crunch time. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> um, I would have to say it was the corner three from Aaron Gordon. Oh, oh yes. the, the Clipper game. Mm-hmm. We were we were talking. I think we did this on the show the other day. But there were four games last year that you could say somebody was like, "Oh, that Warriors game was the best game." I'm like, you say the Warriors with Monte, the Clippers. The Clippers. You could say headband Jokic, the that game, and headband then you could say Jokic. the Pelicans. Which what was the last one? I was just saying headband Jokic was pretty dope. That was oh, a good yeah, one. That, that was just, it was like an out of body experience. The yes, headband Jokic it game. was. Would it honestly would it have been as good without the headband? It's no, almost like he put on a costume and became a superhero. Yeah, even more of a superhero. I yeah. Guess. I, well, we've always said the fact that it was a red headband made it so yeah. much better. It would not be the same if it was a white headband. Yeah. Um. And then lastly, you know, I know these things are always tough. We're only three days into camp, but what what's your confidence level in this team, and and sort of what's your prediction for the season this year? Wow. Okay. Well. Of course, there's no bias here. All Nuggets fans. I think this team is going to go far. I really do. I I think it's a completely different vibe coming off last season, all the injuries. And I think with a healthy team and the chemistry that they've built so far, just from what we've seen in media day um, and the little that we've got seen in training camp, I think all of those components are going to make a championship contender for sure. I nice, like it. Nice. A very professional answer. A very Nadia. professional answer yeah. from our newest professional. Nadia, it's been great getting to know you and, and, and you know, seeing you get um, your feet wet for the first time doing the media thing. Uh, is there anything you want to promote or anything you want to, to, to get us out of here? Um, well, if anybody wants to follow me on my sports account at Benched with Nadia, I post sports content on there. If you guys want to give me a follow, that'd be awesome. Was that the one I tweeted out or was there is there a different one? Am I even um, confused? That's probably just like my regular Twitter. I I go by benched with Nadia on Instagram and TikTok. Oh, oh, okay. There you go. We'll send that to me and we'll make sure we tag it in the description of the show. She is Nadia. Uh, She's been great. Nuggets fans go follow her. Everybody else, tomorrow, our last day in San Diego, Mm -hmm. we got scrimmage. We should have great videos on uh, our Twitter account with the Nuggets, probably on Instagram as well. And then we'll be flying back tomorrow night. 
As Thank we, God. As we say goodbye to training camp. <laughs> Do us a favor. Hit that like button on the way out. We'll see everybody tomorrow. Yeah, yeah. That's your cue to, to take us out. <laughs>